Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome back to the Nebraska Crop Watch Podcast. I'm the host of the podcast, Nate Dorsey. I'm a water and integrated cropping systems extension educator based in Dodge and Washington counties in eastern Nebraska. We've got a great podcast episode for you today, and as we get started, I wanted to mention a couple things. One is that we're making the CropWatch podcast available on our CropWatch YouTube channel, so if you prefer video and listening there, you're more than welcome to do that. I would also encourage you to subscribe to the podcast if you prefer it on audio, whether that's on Apple's podcast app or Spotify or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Please subscribe so that you can be notified when we post new episodes. Usually when I start a podcast episode, we go over current events and different things that the University of Nebraska is offering in terms of educational programming and other things like workshops or clinics. Well, as the winter season is winding down, so too are a lot of our education activities as we're kind of gearing up for planting season. So I don't have a whole lot to report. So really, we're just going to dive into our podcast episode today. And the topic of today's episode is the on-farm research program that's run by Nebraska Extension. So joining us on the podcast today is Laura Thompson. She is an extension educator with the University of Nebraska. She manages the on-farm research program. So we're going to learn a little bit more about the history of this program. So Laura, as we get started, could you just give a brief introduction of yourself and your background and and maybe also on the on-farm research program? Yes, I'm Laura Thompson. I'm an extension educator. I'm located down in Fall City, Nebraska, in the very southeast corner of the state. But Uh, My responsibilities in Nebraska Extension are statewide. This is actually the area that I grew up in farming with my family um, and then had the opportunity to return back and continue to farm here in southeast Nebraska and northeast Kansas with my family and, and my husband. And so really enjoy being able to be part of that in addition to my work with the On Farm Research Network. So I've been in this role for about eight or going on nine years now. Yeah, and the on-farm research program is pretty unique, I feel like, in terms of extension programs. Can you give us a little bit more background on the on-farm research program, some history, maybe how it got started, and how that leads us to where we are today? Yeah, for sure. So we really have a very strong uh, history and long trajectory of on-farm research in the state, and I think that is pretty unique. So the on-farm research efforts actually got started back around 1989-1990 in kind of a formal setting within Nebraska Extension. And there was a group of, I believe, 12 uh, growers that signed up to be the pilot participants, and they were located in Saunders County. And each of those growers identified a comparison that they wanted to make. So at that time, a lot of them, those comparisons were things like tillage versus no-till. And so they identified some comparison that was relevant to their operation and agreed to do that study for three years. So they wanted to see, of course, not just, you know, we all know in agriculture that each year is unique and different, and we can't generally make strong conclusions after just one year of looking at something. So they all saw the value of that and signed up to look at that for three years. And so it was a very successful start to the program. Those growers really uh, had good experience. Um, It was a good partnership with local agronomist with extension. And so that was really the beginning. And then uh, efforts began in surrounding counties throughout the state. And then in 2012, we really brought together all those efforts under what is now uh, known as the Nebraska On-Farm Research Network. And so now our presence is much more statewide. Uh, We currently 
would have between 80 and 100 studies that are conducted each year by probably about 60 different farm operations. So some farmers are choosing to do multiple studies um, each year. Sure. I think it's a really great introduction to the program. And it's exciting to see how the program has grown from its roots really in the in the late 80s. So that's pretty exciting that it's we've been able to, to continue that tradition of on-farm research in the state for so long. When you look at the on-farm research program today, I think one of the things that really sets it apart is not only what we're doing from the, from the university perspective, but also some of the partnerships that have grown out of this on-farm research program. So can you talk about some of the support from both the corn and soybean boards in the state? Yeah, so that's really uh, the support from our commodity organizations has really been instrumental in sustaining the program um, and allowing it to exist and grow and also providing kind of critical relevancy and direction to the topics that the producers are working with. So we really appreciate that support from the Corn Growers Association, the Corn Board, the Soybean Board, as well as the Dry Bean Commission in the West. So we do have a number of dry bean studies that are being conducted each year. And so that's really great to see that expansion as well. Yeah, that is exciting. I think that for me, being in eastern Nebraska, I don't always think about the the dry beans, some of the more of the specialty crops that are grown in the state, especially further west. So that's great that we have that support too. When we look back at the 2022 season, you know, it was a kind of an interesting year that we had some pretty dry conditions. Uh, I know that you mentioned that on average, there's right around 80 to 100 studies conducted every year. Is that the same for the 20, 2022 season? And can you maybe give us a, a flavor of some of the studies that were conducted? Yeah, that's been kind of the number of studies for several years now. We've kind of been in that 80 to 100 or a little over. The study topics are a huge variety. And so that's something that's really fun about the program. So we encourage producers to identify things that are important to their operation or questions that they have. And so that could be a different practice that they've been considering. Uh, Like I mentioned, the example with no-till that being kind of an example from the 1989 uh, initial cohort there. But there's a lot of other practices, variable rate soybean seeding, moving to earlier soybean planting date, timing of nitrogen management on corn, use of nitrogen on soybeans, implementing cover crops. So there's lots of questions related to different practices and also related to products. So there's so many products that are available for producers with varying claims. And so this is a great way for them to really put those to the test and find out what the impact of those products are before adopting those across all their acres. So our goal is really to help producers evaluate different products, practices that impact their productivity, their sustainability, and really kind of that long-term success and profitability for their operations. So we want to make sure that there are things that are relevant for their operation and really, you know, can provide value in that way. Absolutely. So with this past year, are there any studies that really stood out to you as ones that were really interesting from maybe either the topic or some of the results that we learned? Did you have a favorite or a couple that you might want to share? Oh, I I enjoy seeing some of the unique ones each year. Um, A lot of the ones that I am excited about are where producers are leveraging the precision ag technologies that they already have in their operation and putting those to use to collect some really valuable research data that is going to help them make better decisions across all their acres for many years to come. Uh, So for example, I mentioned soybean seeding rate. 
those with a variable rate planter can we can easily set up uh, prescriptions to test varying rates in different portions of the field. And that can all happen on the go as the producer is planting that field. And then we help with extracting the data, the yield data, and making meaningful conclusions out of that. We also had several similar kind of approaches done with nitrogen management on corn. And those have been really valuable and interesting results in the last couple of years. So again, the producers had the variable rate nitrogen or variable rate fertilizer capabilities, and we put together prescriptions for them that allow them to test little blocks of different fertilizer rates on small areas within the field. And then we're able to determine what was the optimum nitrogen rate in these different portions of the field. And I think there were some really surprising results, a lot of opportunities for producers to cut back on nitrogen in different areas of the field. And also better understanding of how they might use that variable rate technology in the future. What areas of the field needed more, what needed less, how can they better distribute that input? So those are always really exciting to me. There's also a lot of other innovative ones that are being done. Interseeding of cover crops has been a great one over the last several years to see a group around kind of York and Hamilton County working on that topic and now kind of looking beyond that into what would it look like to use more perennial cover crops within their cropping system. So those kind of a little bit push outside of the box ones are always really, really fun for me to see as well. Yeah, I would say that I feel very similar to you. I really enjoy some of the studies that focus more on some of the precision ag and the technology aspects, as well as some of the topics around cover crops and soil health. Those are those are really exciting to see. I think one of the benefits of the on-farm research program and partnering with the University of Nebraska to conduct on-farm trials is that we can help with some of the statistical parts of the research. I would say that a lot of farmers probably are fairly comfortable in, in terms of you know putting out field trials and probably have on their own in the past, testing out different varieties, fertilizer rates, for example. But when it comes to analyzing the results, that can be a little bit tricky because we want to make sure that when we're finding a difference in you know yield, for example, that we know that it's a, a, a true and statistically significant difference. And unless you've been trained to do that or have the software to do that, that can be a little bit harder to do. So can you give maybe just some little bit more background on how that partnership works with farmers and Nebraska Extension to help them analyze those results and and report those so that they can make better decisions off of that? Yeah, exactly. And really, our goal with setting up trials in a specific scientific way and doing statistical analysis is to help producers have more confidence in the results, right? So if a producer splits a field in half and maybe applies a product on half the field and not the other half, at the end of the day, there's still kind of a question of what was the inherent productivity in the field? You know, we know that fields aren't uniform. There's a lot of factors. And then all the things that happen during the year too, hailstorms that come through and wind damage that might be not uniform through a field. And so our goal is to try to help producers be able to sort out all those variations, that field variability, and really focus in on what is the true impact of that product or practice that they're really interested in. So we set up, we have research study designs that producers come up with based on their question. And we use certain principles, um, repeating the treatments throughout the field, randomizing the order of those treatments. And then if we're using a prescription, we can go ahead and develop that prescription so that 
is not on the, the producer's plate as well, we can take care of getting those prescriptions written. And then, like you said, analyzing the data. And so some of that, you know, is made a lot easier collecting the data using yield monitors. But we know that the yield monitors also have errors. So that's where we also come in and do a lot of post-processing and cleaning of that yield data, removing those outliers where um, you're entering the field and the crop flow is just getting started in the machine or exiting the field. Maybe the header up, header down sensor isn't quite set right. Uh, if you have to slow down dramatically in the field. So there's lots of places errors can occur that could throw off the results. And so we can go in and clean those up and try to make sure that the data we're getting is really solid and reliable. And then, as you mentioned, doing statistical analysis at the end. And really the goal there is just to help sort out, like I said, the, the variability that's in the field that's existing versus those real differences in the product or practice they're evaluating and, and trying to help producers know how much confidence and how much um, stake they should have in those results. So that's really, I, I think, one of the benefits of partnering with us is that we really try to take as much of that off the farmer's plate and help with some of those technical aspects that we can help do for them and allow them to have more confidence in their results because of that. Yeah, I think that's very true. And I would say that not only does it benefit them, you know, in the partnership directly, but it also benefits other farmers in the state who are considering adopting similar practices or trying new things. So that I think really leads on into our next topic, which is talking about some of the research meetings that you just finished up for the season, and also the way that you report those results in a book that's also published every year that's available online and in print. Can you give us some maybe some more details about how those meetings went? And maybe if someone wants to find the results, where they can go to see those? Yeah, sure. So that's those meetings are some of my favorite meetings throughout the year that we do. Really, the focus of those meetings is on the producers who conducted the research or graduate students that are involved in the research, sharing those results and just having good discussion around those results. And so it's really uh, designed to be interactive and peer learning and a discussion-based um, environment. And so that's what really makes it fun is to hear from so many producers about their research study, why they did it, what they saw, what they learned. Um, so we hold those meetings each winter to share the research results. And we're holding those usually in about six locations. So we were in Alliance, North Platte, Kearney, uh, York, Beatrice, and Fremont this past month or so, and sharing those research results. And so for each study uh, that is done, we create a report and those reports are all summarized or uh, compiled into a research book that um, the attendees at the meetings can access and just provides a nice resource of research results to, for, for other people as well. So we have a couple different ways that they can access that. So the research results books are all uh, published on our website, which is onfarmresearch.unl.edu. And so you can go there and download a PDF copy if you wanna read it digitally. Another really nice tool that we have there is what we called our results finder database. And so if you're interested in maybe some specific topic or product that you've heard of and are just thinking, you know, what have others found? Have other people been looking at this or researching this product? This is a great resource to go into this results finder database instead of trying to comb through uh, 20 PDFs and see if anybody looked at it. You can just go into this database and search by 
a keyword or drop, you know, use some filters and drop downs and, and refine your search there um, and see all the studies that have been done. There's over a thousand studies in this database now. And so that's a great way to get results, get some research results on some specific topic or, think, or idea that you might have in mind. And then if people would prefer a hard copy book, I know some people really, you know, want to read it in person and, and hold that book in their hands, we can get them a copy of that as well. And they can email onfarm at unl.edu and we'd get them a copy sent in the mail. Perfect. That's that's great. I think that one of the next questions that, that some people might have when we talk about on-farm research is how they might get involved in the program themselves maybe they've had a question or they've been approached by someone in the agriculture industry about trying a new product and you know they want to do some studies and maybe have some help in in implementing that on the farm how can they go about getting involved in the on-farm research program and who can they contact to get started yeah that's a great question so a lot of those resources if they're kind of wanting to do a little bit of exploring are available on our website onfarmresearch.unl.edu um, we do have a lot of research plans already developed there. So for some of the things that people more commonly ask about, uh, maybe the impact of starter fertilizer or soybean seeding rate, um, nitrogen management, there's protocols that are ready to go and those research plans that they can just print off. So that can be a great resource. And then we can always develop very uh, specific plans for, to address each grower's unique questions. And so um, we have a great network of cropping systems educators across the state, and those individuals can work with you and help you to develop your question, develop your study, can work with you throughout the year to help collect some of that data um, and can be a great resource for you as well. So on our, our website, we do also have um, kind of a personnel or about us page. So if you need to identify who that cropping systems educator is in your area or on a topic of interest, you can find that on our website as well. Yeah, thanks so much. And I think that here I can share just a quick little snippet as a as being more of a, a local county-based extension educator. I really enjoy conducting on-farm research and partnering with farmers to do that. And I would say that most of those conversations, the way that I approach that is if a farmer has a question about a certain thing they want to try something new on the farm i always like to ask if it's something that they would like some help with maybe doing more of a structured on-farm research trial uh, it's never the university telling them what to do it's it's all a question that they might have and then we just help provide the structure to make sure that we can get good data that they can use to make decisions in the future based off of that so it's really all the farmers choosing and it's really just a, a partnership and, and the university benefits from helping collect that data and sharing that with others in the state so that we can help more farmers uh, make informed decisions. So um, that's how myself and I'm, and I'm sure many of the other educators in the state approach that as well. Yeah. And I think you brought up a really good point there that it really strengthens our, our recommendations that we can provide to people as well. You know, we only have so many uh, research stations across the state in so many different environments, but uh, by partnering with farmers across the state to do on-farm research, we're able to see how a specific practice or product performs in a lot more growing environments, a lot of different soils, and really can provide us with the, the ability and the knowledge to make uh, better recommendations or provide better conclusions for more people across the state. 
Great. Well, we really appreciate you spending the time, Laura, to talk more about the on-farm research program. I think it's a really interesting program and you've done a really good job of carrying that that legacy forward uh, over the last few years as, as it's continued to grow. And we're excited to see where it continues to grow in the future. Great. Thank you so much.